Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It is Dukes and Bell. We have been following this Jalen Carter story since it broke yesterday, and all the additional information is just a lot. But we got to give our man Seth Emerson some credit because uh, he wrote a great piece if you've not had a chance to read it. And um, it it gets to what I think is something that everybody's kind of wondering, and that is when Kirby Smart's going to address some of the things that are going on. Seth joins us right now on the WadeForward.com hotline. And, Seth, thanks again. We appreciate your time. Um, I just want to start with do you think this has been an issue for the dogs or or that we're just getting aware of of the things? And I'm talking about, you know, speeding and racing and all of these things. Has this been an issue where – were you aware of any of this stuff prior to these reports coming out? There haven't been these, and there's obviously been a lot of, let's be frank, arrests with this program, um, and honestly, many SEC programs. I, I go back to my days covering South Carolina, um, and then I started on the Georgia beat in 2010 when it was kind of at its worst under Mark Richt, as I started my piece today with, like, this has happened arrests, misdemeanors a lot. The racing part is new. Now, that's people getting arrested for it. Has it been happening? Um, As this has come out, you start to hear more anecdotal evidence of, or or anecdotal stories from people around saying, yeah, this has always been happening. People have always done this. And you hear, you know, Jalen Carter now merges, had an 89 and a 45 last fall. This is just something that clearly Kirby Smart needs to get the clamps on. Um, I'm, I'm sure he probably already has. Uh, he's He just hasn't addressed it publicly yet because he hasn't been scheduled to meet with the media. This is kind of a dead time as far as him being publicly available. Um, but it, it's something that he clearly has to address with the team, and, and I'm sure he, he already has, whether that'll do any good. I mean, um, we'll, we'll see. I don't, I would think he shouldn't even have to say anything after two people die in a car accident caused apparently in large part by street racing, but it, it probably is something that needs to be said and you probably need to attach some definite consequences to it. It's a great article, guys. Definitely worth your reading. The Athletic Seth Emerson's take on where things are going right now. We were talking off the air, Seth, and I know it's a loaded question, but I'll ask anyway. Uh, you talked about Mark Rick and all the things that happened. The tran- I mean, I-, I covered it on the radio when it went down. It seemed like it's almost a, a Georgia player couldn't spit on the sidewalk without getting in trouble in Athens a decade ago. Did Kirby learn to have a facilitator like uh, Gant from when he was in, in Tuscaloosa from Nick Saban? 
to have somebody as a liaison well, to local Gant, law enforcement? Gant's been around for a while. That that hasn't been a secret. Um, and talking to people within the program, the way they describe it, uh, he's he's a positive force. He's someone who connects the you know he he is a liaison with the police department. And it should be said that it it doesn't seem like it's anything nefarious based on the amount of times that Georgia players continue to get arrested. You know, he's not, if he is fixing situations, if he's getting to the scene and fixing something, quote unquote, so that the public doesn't find out about it, then he's not doing as that great a job because we're, you know, Javon Dumas Johnson was arrested for, you know, took almost two months later, but they, they looked into it and found him. If anything, for years, Georgia fans, um, even people in at the school and in the athletic department have alleged that the both police departments here locally, the Athens Police Department and the UGA Police Department, have gone out of their way to target athletes and specifically football players. So it's not the other way you know, around where things are getting swept under the rug. Gant's role as the liaison is to basically act in the best interests of the players without it skirting the law, without getting into that you know, gray area of, of doing something that obviously you shouldn't be doing. Do you think because of the optics of it, and you just explained it very well, but to outsiders looking in that there will be a zero, zero tolerance policy when it comes to anything an athlete does now in Athens, especially when he gets behind the wheel of a car? Yeah, I, I mean, as I wrote, it's difficult to say zero tolerance on anything. You know, like Stetson Bennett got popped in Dallas for something that if that happened in Athens and he was on the Georgia football team, I don't think he's getting tossed from the team for that. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not even sure he's getting suspended. Um, but it could, as far as driving stuff, I think that may be something that Kirby Smart or if the administration may have to do it, say we're going to outline some consequences that are harsher than they have been for specific offenses, especially street racing. Um, I don't think you can retroactively go back and tell Jamon Dumas Johnson that he can't play here anymore, or he gets a you know a huge suspension for something that you know he he did it five days before the accident. So it's not like he did it knowing what had happened to his friends. Um, but you can say, look, if if we hear about this, even if there's no arrest, like if someone tells Brian Gann, I saw you know so and so doing this and we can prove it, then, you know, you're gone, something like that. Um, DUIs could be ratcheted up in terms of punishment. Javon Bullard got a DUI during the season last year, and he sat one game. Um, do you start saying, all right, we're going to say that's, that's more now? Um, and I, I do think common sense says you do want to leave some leeway. Every situation is different, but there – We have noticed, if you remember in the early 2010s, it it was this zero tolerance kind of policy, near near total zero tolerance, that Mark Rick felt like he had to do that to rein things in. And, you know, it it became a a meme, a joke, like Mark, Mark Rick has lost control of such and such. But that was because he was suspending for stuff that other teams weren't suspending for. You know, he was... Georgia had this marijuana policy 
that nobody else in the SEC had. Right. And, you know, he was, he was, players were being suspended for stuff that, you know, arrests and stuff that they weren't being suspended for at other places because they had to do that. I think they've slowly, not because Kirby Smart was hired and said, you know, there's a new sheriff in town, but more because the the near total zero tolerance policy worked. And you're never going to end arrests as we know it on a football team. I mean, look, there's 85 players on scholarship plus 40 walk-ons. The math in and of itself says that it's going to happen. But it did ebb for a while there. And so I think maybe they, they slacked off a little bit on some stuff. And now I think it's time to work a little bit more towards that near total zero tolerance policy, but especially on these driving and and traffic offenses and drinking. Seth Emerson, our guest, uh, he writes for the athletic and, and, you know, he writes a piece that it's entitled Kirby smart and Georgia should send a message of accountability, which is what he's talking about. Um, and, and I totally agree with you, but I also have to ask, is this just a function of winning and having the best athletes in the country? There's no doubt that Georgia's program has been elevated. And when you're getting the top notch talent that you're getting and you're winning at the clip that Kirby's winning at, is this just something that comes with it? I'm not talking about the death of, of the deaths of two young people. I'm saying <clears> that <throat> when you have that kind of talent, kids feel entitled. Seth, they feel like they can do whatever they want, and if there is no accountability, what you're saying there hasn't been, this is the kind of stuff you deal with, right? Yeah, I mean, I would. That, that's something, and I've heard this argument going back to the, not even argument, but point being made going back to early in the Mark, or, or early last decade during the Mark Rick years where football's a violent game, and for you to be good at this sport, then you, you may have you know, to deal with some players who have some tendencies off the field, that that's just part of their DNA. Um, I, I'd hope that you don't have to make that sacrifice, but maybe there is some truth to that. Uh, but the idea that you have to sacrifice character in order to win, George's made a point of saying that they don't do that and that actually they seek out character and that's what has made them better we we, everyone talks about how well they recruit but we also talk about and i've written a lot about how well they've evaluated and that they have passed on some people um and you know they, they they have sacrificed some things that weren't necessarily in the name of winning i mean eric gilbert hardly saw the field in his two years Right, because of stuff that was going on behind the scenes, and they didn't say, "Well, he's really good, so we're going to play him," even though there's, you know, he's having trouble behind the scenes and, and everything, and stuff that still hasn't been publicly to light. A lot of it for privacy, personal health reasons, but still. Um, but I, I also say that, and this is. A, a sort of this is a calculation uh, kind of what am I trying to say it's almost callous but Georgia recruits so well and they have such good players they probably can afford yeah. to, to dismiss people a little quicker and say you know what if you're going to screw up uh, you know 
next guy's just as good. You're not, it's not going to you know, kill this program for you not to be on the team. And so that's probably something else Kirby Smart and his staff can, can tell players is we've got some leeway here. You know, we've, we've won without you. You know, we'll, we'll, we'll do that if, if you screw up. The other thing is, uh, Seth Emerson, guys, we're just tuning in, talking about uh, you know moving forward now for UGA. By the way, we are moving forward. Is, is there another shoot a drop with Jalen Carter? Any other thing that's going to come up here that we should be prepared for, you're aware of? I mean, something could, you never know, but checking on it yesterday, my understanding, you know, for instance, the, the stuff that's been brought up about leaving the scene, um, I was told the police said we talked to him at the scene. You know, they didn't see him leave the scene uh so you know maybe he was brought back to the scene but they did not charge him with leaving the scene yesterday after a month and a half investigation so if they didn't do that yesterday they probably are not going to there's there's probably not going to be more major developments in this case is, is my understanding. And the rah-rah Thomas thing, I know that's kind of a, a sidelight to this. I, I know he tweeted a photo of him at the Butts Mirror building, so that's still to be adjudicated, the situation he had with the girlfriend? Yeah, yeah. Um, that's that's something that has been kind of hanging out there, and when that initially happened, people assumed, oh, well, he's gone. Um, but he was out quick with a statement saying you know, that he was not admitting to the charges and was disputing them. And, and so that legal process is playing out. Um, and, you know, we let, everyone needs to be fair to Jalen Carter in this. He released a statement yesterday also saying that he's going to fight the, the charges. So um, there, there has to be a, you know, don't naturally assume that the charges are true. Seth Emerson joining us here on Dukes and Bell as we talk about all things dogs. Guys, there's no bigger story right now in football because Jalen Carter could be, again, the number one overall pick in the NFL draft. He has made his way back to the combine, as we talked about. Um, I want to ask you about Nolan. And, uh, you know, I saw him speak at the combine and Nolan Smith. Listen, I don't think you being passionate about the love for your friend who you've lost helps you in the draft. But I do think him talking about the situation and talking about Jalen and where he's at, Nolan's stock is already high, Seth. But I'm curious to know what you think about how he's handled this whole situation and what do you think about his draft stock right now? He's an interesting case because he's always been known for his character and for his leadership in the locker room. And as much as it hurt, him to go down with that injury and miss the latter half of last year it it almost kind of helps him you know i mean he he's it was a shoulder injury so it's the kind that he he should be fine by the start of the season um able to participate in the combine yes and it gave him a chance to show how good a teammate he is by staying with the team and um still still being a visible presence um, he already had basically three and a half years of film to show the NFL. Uh, he won a ring. He was on the field when they won last year. In fact, I think he had a sack on the final drive for Alabama, on Alabama. Um, and so he gets to go into this combine and then just kind of remind people that w- what he can bring to the table. And yeah, I mean, I could see him getting back into that kind of top 50 range that, 
that a lot of people thought he could be because don't forget, he was on some boards four years ago the number one recruit in the country. Hey, great, uh, great uh, stuff, Craig. If you hadn't read the article in The Athletic, uh, get Seth taken. By the way, I know it's funny. We talked a lot about it when it went down. The Todd Munkin thing, it's kind of funny how is, – is Munkin going to get the same kind of effect that all the guys who work for Saban got, kind of like the reworking of the, yeah. of the, of the image? Because I know you got a kick out of the, the fallout when that was announced he was coming back as the OC. Uh, Bobo, you mean? Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah I mean, it's it, – I, I think it'll be really interesting to watch – the there's still a lot of Georgia people who are, are kind of assuming it's the Mike Bobo of the Mark Richt era. And obviously he is who he is, but I, I think he's probably learned a lot. He had five years at Colorado state. He had a year each at um, Auburn and South Carolina. And when he may not have worked for offensive geniuses at those spots, and he was the one who was running the show at Colorado state, but, one year to work with Todd Munkin, and I, I think he's, he's probably evolved. I mean, he's only 48 years old. We're not talking about a dinosaur here. Great stuff. We appreciate you, Seth. Good work. Uh, we'll continue to check you out. Read him, guys, The Athletic, as he covers the dogs and uh, all these stories that continue to develop here as we get closer to the NFL draft. Thank you so much. All right. Thanks, guys. Seth Emerson. All right, guys, we got more to get to. I think he can do it. I think he can get to the number. Okay. I'm going to tell you what that number is when we come back on Sports Radio 929 the game. Great stuff from Seth Emerson talking about the dogs, where the program is. Mike, the thing I got from it, one of our listeners just said, all he is saying, I think, is that Kirby has to tighten things up with the rules, and you're going to see a lot less of this. We didn't think that Kirby was loose with the rules. At least I didn't. Did you? Did you think he was loose? I, I mean, everything was handled internally. So we always presumed that guys were, you know, made to run a lot of steps and do stuff. And uh, I don't know. I mean, there, there is certainly, you know, more than one or two ways you can handle this. I would think that after, you know, kind of getting dra- dragged through the newspapers at athens Clark County, whatever they were doing for the program is going to end. Yeah. You know, so I think you're going to have to mind your P's and Q's. And, like, players, you're, you got to figure it. And I'm not, this is not making excuses. This is just the world. The world is a world you want to live in, the world we live in. 18, 19, 20, 21. What did you do in college? Yeah, I got kicked out when I was 18, 19. You do stupid stuff. And then you give these guys, you know, boys with toys. We've talked about it. Now with NIL, I've always been an advocate for these guys deserve money. But now we never thought it would be the kind of windfall. I was always talking about walk around money enough to keep mom's lights on back at home. And now for some players, it's a completely different animal. So, yes, if you've got 8,000 horsepower or whatever you got, 800 horsepower, you're going to use it. So how do you back that up? Again, the toothpaste is out of the tube, but Kirby may need to have a come-to-Jesus meeting with his uh, his team at some point in spring football, if not already, and lay down the law. But you still, as we said, Seth laid, laid it down. You have built such a machine that if you do have somebody who can't play by the rules, you can jettison them, and you're not going to be affected. Where Mark Richt, if he drops a star player, that might have affected winning the championship or not. You are jettisoned. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, I think that's what you have to do. Where this is right now, I think this is what you have to do. Right. And but if, this is not Oklahoma when Bosworth's book no, came. I mean, no. if you read about the stuff that they were doing, no. where kids didn't even take classes, and Bosworth watched oil rigs and got a class, got a passing My grade guys for that. Had machine guns, AK 47s in the dorm. No. I mean, this stuff was going down, and it was like just and sexual assault was all. I mean, this this is now the rah rah Thomas. We've only heard one side the the, the charges. We'll hear his side eventually. And on the show, we always believe you got to give everyone the benefit of the doubt until they have their day in court. 
We'll see what happens mm-hmm. and if and when Kirby addresses all of this. Spring football's right around the corner, guys. Uh, G-Day, right around the corner. Mm-hmm. So we're going to see. All right, uh, real quick, as we've been talking today about a lot of football stuff, we'll get back to it with the Falcon Report coming up. And um, there's something the Falcons absolutely, absolutely have to do. We're going to tell you about that in 35 minutes. Mike, I think Ronald Acuna can get 40-40 this year. If he's completely healthy, which we think he is, all the reports down at Northport have been saying, hey, Ronald looks good. He's running well. These bases are bigger. Mm. You have to believe that he can get to 40-40. Now, 50-50, right, 50 home right. runs, 50 stolen bases, that's on a whole nother level. But the 40-40 thing, Mike, I think he can do it. And he almost did it a couple of seasons ago and got close. And then at the end of the year, we were like, ah, it was so close. These are those special milestones, guys, that the elite players are able to get. Ronald Acuna, when he's healthy, is one of those elite players, and he's a five-tool guy. Suffered the knee injury. We know he had soreness all year last uh, – soreness with the, the knee last year, all, all pretty much all season. I'm just saying, going into this season, if you were to ask me, Strider 200 strikeouts, right, right. or Ronald Acuna 40-40, I'm riding with Acuna 40-40. I think he can do it. I think so, too. I think that this is going to be a completely different kind of uh, baseball. The, uh, the the analytics, it's still going to be a part of it. It's not going away. But I think that getting back to the kind of baseball which fans grew up with of a certain age, where, yeah, you're stealing a base. You're, you're creating runs. You know, it's the, it's a home run derby or bust nowadays. And you got a team with the bigger bases. And especially, like, if you're not going up against JT Real Muto, you got a better than 50-50 shot of making it, right? Yeah. So let's do it. And Snickers – been aggressive. I think this is this is just. I think it's going to be fun. I said to Carl earlier because I woke up this morning. I was just flipping around and I, I went to the highlights twice on ESPN. So I went over to the MLB Network and they were showing a Dodger Ranger game from yesterday. I presume yesterday, and it was fast. It's like I, I was like one thousand one, one thousand two, and it was twelve seconds on average between pitches. So this thing seems to be working in a small sample size. We'll see how it works in a regular season. Yeah, the thing about the Braves and and listen, when you look at our guys specifically. We have a team that can run. We've talked about this. Money Harris, mm. Albies, Acuna, right? You start throwing these guys into the to the mix, getting on and creating havoc, and it's like, well, wait a minute. We're going to be scoring more runs than we have in the last few seasons because you're going to have more guys in, in scoring position. Traditionally, think about what's happened over the last few years, right? And this is why baseball is going to all these rule changes because not only do they want to speed the game up, they want more action. They want you to be like, wow, did you see that stolen base? Oh, he threw him out. There's more happening. Right. The last few years, it's been get on first base, wait, 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 wait. Get on second base, wait, 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 wait. Got to wait. Yeah, and now you're moving things up. You know, it's sort of been – you're right, it's been more static. The biggest thing for, for me is just how the pitchers, pitchers are going to react. Right now, both – and again, tiny sample size with a few games in Cactus and Grapefruit Leagues, but they compared them to the first couple last year. At least some nerd did it, Elias. And apparently – it is at a faster pace, almost by about 25 minutes. Mm. Now, some of these games are ties and split squads. Not the real baseball with more pressure. It's, it's spring training. But so far, it has had the desired effect. Usually when people make big rules changes, something happens no one was expecting. You're right. And if the offense can go up and the game can still be shortened, that's a win-win for everybody. That's, that's what baseball wants to do. The last time we had a 40-40 guy, 2006, Alfonso Soriano. That's how far wow. back you have Holy to go. Holy cow. It's a special group, Mike. Yeah. Alex Rodriguez did it in 98. 42 home runs, 46 stolen bases. Barry Bonds, this is why the whole Bonds conversation is silly to me, did it in 96. It's like 12 years later we're talking about steroids. He 42 home runs, 40, uh, 40 stolen bases. 
And then Jose Canseco did it in 1988 with the Oakland Athletics, 42 home runs, 40 stolen bases. It's really elite company. And I think Ronald Acuna has the ability to get there. And as we said, he was right there. Right. He was right there a couple of years ago. So it's just something to watch. Does it have anything to do with us winning a World Series? Well, if he's doing this, we're probably really good. But it also means he's having a great year. Well, it's one of those things I said to you as uh, we're getting close to pitchers and catchers reporting last month. I said, can this be the year where Ronald Acuna wins the MVP? You know, because how good he looked yep. down in Venezuela. The Braves didn't want him overworking himself down there, but that he can actually stay healthy, you know, not have one of those quirky things, Carl, where now maybe with the first base large, you don't have to worry about him. He always seems to stumble down the first base line and we're all, you're, you know, your, your heart's in your throat wondering if Acuna's going to be okay. So that's the thing. You, you hope now that this is the year provided with the new rule changes that, yeah, this could be the year that Ronald, and you can get, we can all jump on Ronald's back this year, right? And, yeah. and go win this division, beat the Mets. It's going to be fun. 404-741-0929. You can hit us up, guys. Solomon Brothers Diamond text line. Find us on Twitch, YouTube. You can watch the show live as we are in studio tomorrow, though. We will be out and about. Ace Hardware, Old National Highway, South Fulton. Southside, we're coming down your way and uh, looking forward to seeing you guys out there. We're chasing down a couple of special guests as well, so make sure you are here tomorrow at two. Mike, what do we got coming up in Guy Talk? All right, man. We had a crazy story yesterday, if you missed it, about a family in Asia that uh, adopted an adorable little puppy. And they brought it home, and it kept growing and growing. And it turned out they brought home a bear. (laughs) Well, the National Park Service uh, issued a communique for folks that do a lot of camping involving bears. It's important news you can use. Not that I'd be caught dead in the tent. I don't do anything without cable or air conditioning. But anyway, it's all coming up next in Guy Talk on Dukes and Bell. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 
We're heading to Southside, as Carl mentioned last break. Join us, guys. If you need a gardening hoe or any kind of tool, maybe a grill, talk to Squid. He is the grill master. We're going to be at the Ace Hardware Southside. Literally, Southside, South Fulton, 638-85, Old National Highway, right next to the LA Fitness. We're right going to be down there hanging out. So come and see us tomorrow if you hadn't seen us in a minute. Hadn't been down there in a while. Going to be a lot of fun. Looking forward to it. I also noticed there's a uh, little Caesars right next to the place. So I may get some dinner on the way home. Pizza, pizza. Pizza, pizza. Yeah. And I, I was thinking, love Little Caesars back in the day. And I don't know if it's a violation, by the way. a lot of Little Caesars. Oh, I lived on that in college. My yeah. first, when I was working in Virginia... Because you could uh, get, like, yes. what, two big pizzas. And live on it for a week. Yeah. You really could. But, hey, Squid, by the way, if we wanted to bring some beer, is that illegal? To bring beer into- Like, hey, man, I'm not into the hardware store. Like, like a listener never got a chance to taste the watermelon lime. You know, like, under, underhanded. Like, um, like brown bag it, like you do on the Long Island Railroad. <laughs> if you have a six-pack in your car or okay. truck or whatever you're in to borrow, when you have nine vehicles, and, and a listener asks for one. Carl has more cars than me for the Wait record. a minute. Don't bring my business into this. <laughs> and you do it discreetly and okay. don't advertise it, I think it's perfectly legal. I like it. All right, we'll, we'll shoot for that tomorrow, too, for some of the listeners out there. Look forward to seeing you guys, man. Go be a good time. Ace on the south side. All right, uh, we were talking yesterday about the uh, family somewhere in China that uh, went on a camping trip, found a cute little critter. They thought it was uh, some kind of a dog and turned it to be a bear, and then they realized when it was 250 pounds, time to move it on down the road <laughs> to the uh, the refuge. Um, listen to this. Just coincidentally, National Park Service has a Twitter page, and whoever's running it has got a great sense of humor. Um, you know, you'll see a lot of movies with bear attacks are you supposed to stand still yeah you know are you supposed to what what should you be doing to climb a tree no they can get up on the tree that's true anyway national park service advises park goers this year facing a bear attack quote do not push a slower friend down (laughs) in your effort to escape from the bear which is kind of a play on the red bull commercial where you've got what two gazelles and there's like a lion off in the distance or a cheetah and he goes i don't be faster than the lion it's gonna be faster than you so if you come across a bear never push a slower friend down, even if you feel the friendship has run its course, the National Park Service wow. tweeted on Tuesday. That is, that's good. Uh, would you push anybody down if it was you or them? Well, I mean, not a good friend. Of course not. You know, co-workers here. I got a bunch of guys on the list. <laughs> you push them down. Somebody on this show? No, no. Former uh, military man. Anyway, <laughs> something uh, you should be aware of. Seeing a bear in the wild is a special treat for any visitor. While it's an exciting moment, it's important to remember that bears are wild and can be dangerous, even in a national park. You're going to a national park, not to a petting zoo. Oh, so yeah. be aware. Yeah, I. it is like the worst fear when you do nature walks or hikes or whatever, right. and you, you're going to come across something like that. What do you do? Because I think I'd panic. Right. I'm not even going to lie to you. Like, I, I probably, like, the things that you're not supposed to do. <laughs> is that a bear? That's a bear. Run! Like, I would immediately do everything you're not supposed to do. Get up the tree. Don't right. climb a tree. Because you're not thinking straight. No, I lived in a little town. I worked in Bluefield, West by God, Virginia. And I was, we were doing TV and stuff in Roanoke. And everything. Anyway, I lived in this little town called Withville. Mm-hmm. And there was a little creek by my house where I was. And I'm sitting in the hammock one day. And I mean, you know, I'm a city kid. I don't know nothing. I've never seen a deer. And so I'm eating cheese doodles. And I, I just nod off. And I wake up. And there's a deer, like, eating the cheese doodles out of the bag. You know, that are, like, up against, like, my, my hip. Sure. And when you look up, and this was, you know, I mean, it wasn't like it was a, like a 10-point buck, but it had antlers enough that it, if it was angry, it could probably mess you up. So I kind of open one eyeball. It looks at me. I then shut my eye and then, poof, 
like a deer does. It was gone. gone. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, because I didn't know why I'm freaking out. And then, of course, I call, call my dad. Dad, freaking deer's everywhere down here. <laughs> it's been that deer. It's deers. You know, don't say deers. It's deers. deers. You know, but that's the New York. Same thing when my, when my sister was here a couple, uh, was it two summers ago? My niece goes, look at the deers. No, it's, it's deer, honey. <laughs> so, hey, from deer and bears to ravens. Ravens that are running a little hot. We just talked about the Lamar Jackson soap opera continuing. Well, listen to this. In a since-deleted tweet Mm. earlier today, Ravens wide receiver Rashad Bateman calls out his general manager, Eric DaCosta, for his comments about the team's disappointing track record in drafting pass catchers. This is from ESPN. Jemison Hensley wrote the article. Bateman, who was a first-round pick out of Minnesota by the Ravens in 2021, tweeted, how about you play to your player's strength? And stop pointing the finger at us in number eight. Blame the one you let do this. We take heat 24-7 and keep us healthy. Care about us and see what happened. Ain't no promises, though. Tired of your lying and capping on players for no reason. <laughs> he went all in, didn't yes, he? Yes, he did. And then uh, immediately he was seen by former Raven wide receiver Marquise Hollywood Brown, who got on the Twitter uh, path and said, let him cook. Wow. Bateman then deleted it. Somebody from the Ravens reached out 40 minutes later. My apologies. <laughs> Emoji of two people hugging. <laughs> so guys are running hot. Yeah, they so, are. But but he's right. DaCosta yeah. drafts some wide receivers. Yeah, and well, or do the good. I mean, but it's, yeah, we drafted some lousy wide receivers. Baby's like, ah, hello. Oh uh, yeah, exactly. Me. But that goes back to the debate we've always had. I've never felt no. Lamar Jackson's had the weapons other than Mark no. Andrews again. When and his running backs got hurt. Everyone got Every year. banged up last year, and then it continued this season. Yep. So, I mean, there, there's two sides of the story. I've always felt Lamar needs more weapons. Hey, man, here's a funny story, um, and this is basically along the lines of no good deed goes unpunished. There's a couple of uh, fun websites that are out there. One is called, uh, it's a thread, it's called Am I the Blank Hole? And it's a website where you ask questions, then people like Reddit, people jump in. And so you propose and put a question out there. I've never seen this before. I read any, the article. Any, anybody can, yeah. can get in there? And in the thread, it's like, am I the blank hole for dot, dot, dot? And it would be leaving a note on somebody's windshield if you saw someone took two spaces. You know, does that make you a blank hole? And then people kind of riff, and it might get up to the point where it goes viral. Well, a New Jersey woman goes to this popular online forum, which, again, so popular I never heard of it, but now you know about it. Am I the blank hole? Because uh, I guess her co-worker and her, her boys, or her boy and the co-worker's son are friends, and so she asked if the kid was going to you know, sleep over, make, make dinner for the kid. And so she said, sure, does he have any food allergies? The other mom said no. And then she decided to go on and make a nice red sauce pasta dish. Um, and the kid the next day tells mom, Mrs. So-and-so made such an unbelievable dinner. It was fantastic. The co-worker asks her for the recipe. There's wine in the recipe. Okay. And the mom has a hissy fit. Oh, my God, you went Karen on it. You're serving alcohol to my child oh. and blah, blah, blah. Now, again, anybody who knows anything about food, wine is for flavor, and it generally disappears. I mean, the content, the alcohol content is negligible. You know, unless you're Julia Charles, let's put more wine in there. And you're <laughs> putting a gallon in. So, you know, it could be half a cup. Anyway, it's just yeah. it's for cooking. Your kid's not going to get a buzz because there was three or four tablespoons of wine, wine. in the red sauce. Well, Matter anyway, of fact, more parents should put wine in their <laughs> Recipes. <laughs> Matter of fact, and based on some of the kids with some Ritalin floaters on the red sauce, too. <laughs> uh, but needless to say, the poster uh, got heat. There were people that said she was not in the wrong. And because it's 2023, people made her sound like, my God, she's trying to poison. She might as well put arsenic in the pasta, the way some people <sighs> A little wine in the cooking has always been good. Right. I mean, and this like where we're at today. It's, it's unreal, Mike. I mean, the kid's not, not going to stagger home. Mrs. Johnson's red sauce is the best. <laughs> 
I want the recipe, Bob. You gotta make it. So when the poster tried to rationalize, she continued to say she ate foods as kids, like a penny a la vodka. Right? We've talked about, I mean, cookies, cooking sherry, all this. Well, anyway, if you're into that sort of thing and you want to put your two cents worth in, it's Am I a Blank Hole is the website <laughs> where you can sound off and uh, put your own two uh, cents in there. Hey, man, uh, we've got a brand new facility, Mercedes-Benz. Well, relatively brand new. We've had it since the uh, 17th season. Uh, it didn't make the top five as far as the Players Association when they did a poll of the best and worst facilities in the National Football League. Why does it not make the top five? I don't five? know. I mean, maybe it's in the top six, but it didn't, I only got from the USA Today the list that gives you the top five and the bottom five. And it was kind of interesting to read this. The NFL PA, I'll start with the bottom, work our way up to the top. The worst facility uh, is uh, not Jacksonville, but it did come in 28th. The worst one is the Washington Commanders. I agree with that. No big surprise at Daniel Snyder. That, that stadium was outdated the year it was built. The uh, Arizona Cardinals, that's a relatively new facility. For some reason, they think that's uh, pretty awful. Uh, categories were F in uh, all the different metrics they were looking for. And this is from guys who play and use the facility. And they're talking about everything from the training staff, team travel, coaches. They're basically basing organizations. It's, basically okay. more, it's more organizational. But the story which grabbed the USA Today's you know, headlines were the worst stadiums because of dot, dot, dot. Jacksonville has rats. There's rats running around the locker room and okay. the training facility. Duval! Yeah, uh, according to the, uh, the players out there, conditions are pretty funky now. They're building a new practice facility, and they think that Shad Khan's going to do a nice job, but apparently there's rats out there. Now, there is a history in the state of Florida with rats bringing success. For those who don't remember, and knowing how many guys follow the NHL, you won't, 95 the Florida Panthers, they had that old facility where, which later became where we now see the Miami Heat play. American Airlines, back then it was the old version before they redid it. That's right. There were rats underneath that facility. And there's a famous story in 95, the Florida Panthers are having a bad game. There's a rat in the locker room. Scott Mellenby takes his, his stick, whap, and basically slap shots the rat against the wall. And the, wall, the rat dies. Of course. The team gets fired up. They come out, they win the game, Mellenby scores two, and John Van Beesbrook, the goalie, goes, it's a rat trick. Mm. The news gets out to everybody, and then people started throwing rats on the ice, plastic ones, after every goal. Became known as the year of the rat. They run it all the way up to the Stanley Cup final. So Good sometimes story. you can use it to have a little juice. Good story. Yeah, a little fun. Yeah, I don't want rats in my stadium, though. Yeah, not so much. Uh, in Jacksonville, not so much. It's kind of dumpy. It is interesting and not surprising, though, that uh, you have the commanders at the bottom of the list. How about this? The Chargers. People, you'd think that's really great. They, uh, it's more about their trainers than their facility because, again, the metrics here are about your place of work for NFL players, from the coaching staff to your trainers to your medical to the actual building. The Chiefs also rated low because Arrowhead's pretty ancient. Yeah, it is. But the Falcons right, got an A for travel. Right. Yeah, which I agree. Brandon Ruth, Spencer Treadwell, Beth Auer, uh, all those guys do a great job of their travel. An A+, plus, and I agree 100%. Of course you do. What are you guys eating, steak and lobster on those trips? No. Huh? I no. Can, I can see squid. Yeah, man, can I get a Heineken and more biscotti cookies? Yeah, there is no alcohol <laughs> on the plane, and I get peanut M&Ms and Uncrustables, so get okay. off me. Uncrustables are good. But There's the Falcons no are in the top, uh, top upper third, but they just didn't crack the top five. All right, great stuff, man. Coming up, speaking of the Falcons, they have to. They have to. They have to do it! Eh? We'll talk about it next. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com.